Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This intensely terrifying, unsettling Uh, feeling that I got. Hang on, hang on. Did you just hear something? Yeah, I'm trying not to address it, but I can hear it going on like behind me and to the left of me. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. 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 Welcome to the show, everybody listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Listen, friends, we have a heater for today's episode. We have Melissa from episode 175. It drug me down the hallway, coming back for another one. If you haven't heard that episode, you should definitely listen to it. In fact, I'm making it easy for you because this week on Reloaded Monday, on the Monday stream, we reloaded Melissa's original episode, so it's fresh in your memory. If you have not listened to it, please go back and listen to it before you listen to this episode. It will fill in a lot of blanks. But since the last time I talked to her back in 2019, she's had a lot of different things happening in her household, in her family. Her husband, James, is now experiencing things. Her son continues to experience things. And these are things that are being passed on since she was a child. This is something that is affecting not just her, her husband and her son. And there are new details coming forward that I've uncovered that it seems like Melissa and her son and possibly even her husband might have connections to the new podcast I'm working on. Everybody keeps asking when the new podcast is going to be here. It's coming. I'm working on it. There's a lot of people that need to come to the table to talk to me before I can publish anything. But she has some details that might apply to the new podcast. We will tell in time. But during this interview itself, 
we had things showing up during the interview. I actually think I caught an EVP while she was talking. It sounded like something groaned agreeing with her. And also, our lines were disconnected to the point that we had to leave the service I was using to record and just connect on her phone. And during the phone call, her phone kept on hanging up on her when she left her house to sit in her car to get away from this stuff. Her dog started sensing stuff and started barking and going erratic. It was a very interesting conversation. I let a lot of it in just to be raw so you guys can hear it and how it unfolded. So let's get to Melissa and her experiences since the last time we talked and a great conversation right now. All right, I'm good. So, uh what what you what you just hear? Um I don't know if you heard it, but it was like someone playing on the piano. Do you have a piano? Uh, I have a keyboard, uh, but it's like almost it's piano. Like I play piano, so I know the difference between the sounds. It sounds like a piano, not a keyboard. Um, and I took the batteries out of Jack's keyboard and everything just to like make sure that this is something. There's so I mean I don't want to jump way too into like because that comes later, but. Um, I don't know. There was just so much happening when you guys reached out to review with me, uh, right around that time. And, uh, as soon as we kind of talked about it, it seemed like it picked up a little bit. Um, and I didn't really notice much going on as much going on here as it was just like things out in the world with me and with my son. And then especially lately, as soon as I kind of solidified that I was going to have an interview with you guys. Also, I think it made a difference that I was home with COVID and I'm usually gone at night because I work on nights. Um, just unbelievable things and, and noises and sounds and different experiences in the house have been happening. And um, to, to include, like I had a bath fitter come and re- redo our bathroom and he had to come back the next day to refit a pipe. And he was like frightened and he wanted to leave. I, I, whatever's here, I'm not, a, I'm not this part of it. I'm not afraid of. Um, it doesn't seem harmful, but like, it was just, it was seriously like someone just like ran their hands on the piano just a minute ago. And both dogs are like perked up on the couch looking around. Um, and while we're on the, on here, you'll, you might, it's likely that there will be, you'll hear, we'll hear things, somebody talking or sounds in the background. It's just me here with the dogs and they're sitting right here with me. So, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. And I knew it was I, like, when I walked in the house, I could just tell, I just felt it. It's like static electricity. I don't know. And I'm like, I, whatever it is knows that I'm like acknowledging this with you guys, you know, like it feels like, and maybe it's power suggestion that changes like our energy or whatever it influences it. But it's just so strange. It's so strange how, even when Lindsay and um, you had reached out to me, I, I think I sent you like five rapid fire emails because like so many crazy things happened and coincidences and Jack saying things that, and he did, like I said, I had never interacted with him and told him about this. I, I didn't think like he was old enough and he's like the kind of kid that he'd really run with that. And I didn't want to influence anything. Um, because he obviously now has just a very grand like imagination about things and stuff like that. Um, I didn't want to influence anything outwardly to where he's just like, oh, did you hear that? Or, 
you know, telling people that we have ghosts and stuff. So I kind of <laughs> leave that part out of it. But he ended up bringing up um, some of the experiences he hadn't talked about in a long time that we, you had brought up in the emails to me or you and your wife. And I just was, when he came out and told James and I that he, you know, saw this pink light in his room again, and we had just talked about it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way. And it just really felt around the time that almost like something or something, someone was trying to communicate something to me and to Jack and maybe even to James, because, um, it's funny that a lot of the things, the experiences that I had that we talked about on the show before always surrounded like James or I mean, Jack or I, and lately James has been experiencing a lot more hmm. and it was kind of the one that it like, it, it was frightening him because it had never um, outside of a couple experiences with me, it had never really just happened alone to him. And when I was gone at work overnights, things were going on that he wasn't even telling me about things were happening to him and he was keeping them to himself and I could tell, and it really changed like his personality for a little while until he opened up about it because, you know, he's a big, bad man Marine and didn't, I think it was uh, hard for him to admit that he was really frightened of it. But over time, whatever's in the home is not quite as scary as other things that seem to be reappearing into my life over the past like year. Um, wow. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, not the, the, mo that's not the traditional way I open a show, but I just want to fill the, the audience <laughs> in that's listening now. Uh, this is Melissa, uh, from episode 175, which is a show that I've referenced a, a lot of times throughout the show's existence. And I've referenced it on other people's podcasts when I go on to talk about things. And, uh, we reached out to Melissa several times to just see how things are going. And I remember the first reply you said to me that, uh, you know, things have been pretty, you know, chill for a while. And then slowly things started peeking back in. And uh, if anybody's listening right now and hasn't heard episode 175, you should really just stop listening right now and listen to episode 175 because uh, we're going to regurgitate a little bit today, but not the whole story. Uh, I think Melissa, I listened to it today, which I, I was telling you, Melissa, I, I rarely listen back to my own shows. I, I hate listening to my shows just because it's like, I've, I've been there, done it. I hate hearing me talk. I'm like, why didn't you ask this question? You dope. And you know, all that stuff. But uh, so I, uh, I encourage people to listen back to that now and then come back to this if you haven't done so yet. And uh, it, to make it easy for people, uh, if if you don't know listening now, when I do release this, this is going to be a Thursday show for the members, and I will uh, play Melissa's episode the same week. Episode 175 is a reloaded episode on Monday. So all you got to do is look back to Monday's episode, and that is Melissa's episode. Uh, but now that I got the, the uh, logistics out of the way, uh, we, we can start uh, getting into this because when... Uh, when you and I first connected here, you kind of like you perked up and 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 you looked uh, to the side. And you're like, "Did you just hear that?" I'm like, "Ah, ah stop, stop, stop! Wait until I start recording." <laughs> I'm like, "It's already <laughs> happening." Uh, but uh, but you kind of went over that just now. Uh, so let's let's do this. I want to do because um, I didn't know that James was having experiences, which is which is interesting. I want to definitely talk about that. But what I want to do is, if you could, in a maybe. Um, 
if you can give me a, a brief synopsis uh, in case somebody's listening right now, like, well, I'll just listen later. Could you fill them in a little bit as to just the general idea of what happened in your life leading up to uh, your son and his experiences as well? Is, is it even possible? If not, we can just move off of it. No, it's totally, it's totally fine. I can uh, be brief, but succinct here. Um, starting from a very young age, I um, experienced a lot of out of body experiences at the time as a kid, didn't know what they were. Um, you know, saw family members and also an entity of some sort that would occasionally, um, I guess, disguise itself to be a family member and then slowly over time sort of follow me throughout life. Um, we, whatever this entity was, uh, it seemed to always kind of just be around and, and surround me. And, uh, it didn't matter which house I was in, where I went, this thing seemed to follow me around. It was a really frightening, um, entity with like, he basically the worst part about this thing is, was the smile that it had. It went ear to ear, um, just crazy teeth and yellow eyes. And, um, in like that it's form, like when it looks like whatever it is, isn't quite as scary as when it would enter into my life. It seemingly, I know this sounds crazy, but wearing someone's skin that I knew, um, specifically my grandma, it really liked to, uh, come to me as her because she was like a very safe space for me as a child. She passed away uh, when I was young, right around the time that this thing first appeared. And when it first appeared to me, it appeared as her. And it was calling me into my closet. And um, it, sh it was just terrifying. And, and as I got closer to it, I started to notice that something was wrong. And this is important for a recent um, occurrence, but you know, at first everything's great and warm and fuzzy because this is my grandma and I miss her and I'm seeing her. And, um, then there's just, it starts out as just the small, I don't know, um, uncanny feeling of something's not quite right. She doesn't quite look like herself to realizing that it's this hideous, awful thing that is wearing what looks like just a, my, a suit of my grandmother. Um, and I, I won't get into, you know, every little specific detail about seeing this thing throughout the years. Um, but, you know, terrorizing me with my loved ones to a point where they didn't, you know, people who didn't believe started to uh, almost get upset. Like this thing is following you around. All of these things are happening and, and you know, like James, for instance, my husband, he was not a huge believer in any of this until we got together and he experienced some experiences alongside me. Um, and a couple of like, one of them scared him so badly that, uh, he just, he was, became a believer after that, but didn't want to address it. Like he wasn't, he was a person that truly believed like, if you just don't acknowledge it and you leave it alone, it's going to go away. For me, it was so prevalent in my life and so terrifying and so traumatic as a child um, 
that I couldn't get away from this thing and so real and visceral to me that I wanted to know about it. I wanted to know more. It wasn't something that I didn't bring up. I, I wanted to talk about it, you know, with people that I trusted, but that's like a, a weird gray area because you don't want people to think that you're crazy. And I had said before on the show that I tried to rationalize these things in every way that I possibly could. Um, and throughout like my entire childhood into my adulthood, I was always very sensitive. I always seemed to, I, I had said before that my superpowers seemed to be empathy. I could feel, not just feel what other people were feeling. It was like as if someone took their emotions, their thoughts and their feelings and just put them inside me. And it was a big reason why I chose the job that I chose because, and this might sound crazy to some people, but I know that this is true. I've been told numerous, many, many times by many patients and their family members that, oh, you just took this from me. You just took it. You took my pain for a second. You took my fear for a second. And I can feel that. And it did start to wear on me over time. I began, um, I think it started to contribute to some anxiety and depression that I had. And I thought I was so tough for so long. Like I can, I can handle this. I've dealt with these things. I've seen things. I've experienced these things that I can't explain. And I, I've been fine. And I, I, I analyzed them in my own way and thought that this was a great, this is a useful tool that I use to help other people. Um, but it started to wear me down and it all came to a head. Um, the story, the episode 175, the major incident that I had where the entity or whatever it is that I had seen my whole life actually made contact, uh, physical contact with me. And, um, it was a, it was a traumatic experience. It was a very scary thing. Um, and after that, I got pregnant with my son. And when I became pregnant with my son during pregnancy, it seemed like there was this lull in activity. I wasn't having memories of that weren't mine, you know, I'd be around a neighbor or something before and, and have a memory that was not my memory. And I'd say something out loud and it would turn out to be a lo- like one of their loved ones memories or something. Um, a lot, some, a lot of times there'd be like a smell. I would smell something and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, it smells like this in here. And, and that would be something that they'd be like, Oh, that, you know, that's my grandpa right there. Like, um, <clears throat> and it's just funny about the smell thing because, uh, James always jokes that I have like a bloodhound nose. I can smell, <laughs> I can walk in the door and tell him what he had for lunch 13 hours later. And, um, and I think we're all kind of born with those superpowers and some of us like, and I call them superpowers because they are, if you are uh, sensitive and in touch and really pay attention to how you're feeling, what your gut's feeling, like your senses, you know, even just that, um, you know, that uneasy feeling you get when there's something wrong afoot that I think that we all have these you know, quote unquote, special abilities. And some people are more sensitive to the changes and the energies than other people. Um, And I do think that they're just an exacerbation of our senses. I think it's just, you know, the more in touch with it that you are, the more in tune with changes in your environment and in your own body and the way you feel, um, the more apparent some of these kind of unexplainable things become. And when I was pregnant, a lot of that stopped. I mean, didn't stop completely. I would still see my grandma. 
you know, standing in a hallway, I would see this entity off in the distance every once in a while. But it was so much more quiet as far as paranormal activity in the home, um, bumps in the night and and awful nightmares. All of that seemed to stop. And I was literally the happiest pregnant person on the planet. Like <laughs> I think it just it it was like for a while. And 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 now I know and now I believe that it was Jack, knowing how special he is now. Um, I think that he inherited the taking of the feelings, you know, the empathetic, the supernatural empathy from me. And that when I was pregnant with him, he was kind of taking all of that anxiety and for, you know, away from me and making me feel happy, you know, feeling relieved for once these things had slowed down. And, you know, at, at the same time, uh, when you're as science brained and you want to find a reason for everything as I was and still sort of am, uh, you start to also kind of doubt yourself and doubt the things that happened to you and wonder like, is, is that in your head? Do Are you crazy? Like, did you, you know, even when it would be experienced by James or other people, friends, family around me, you know, we'd have the same experience. They'd hear the same things, see something strange with me. Uh, it's still, it makes you doubt yourself a lot. You say, is that really possible? Could those things have been real? There's no way that that's real. Um, and during the pregnancy, I got some relief from that. I didn't feel like it was right there in my face all the time. I didn't feel like I had to either rationalize something or, uh, hide it, you know, just for fear of being judged about what was going on giving birth to Jack. And I had some experiences when I was pregnant where I would hear noises in his room and, and, um, see things on the baby monitor, <laughs> like strange things, even before he was born in his room. Um, and then Jack was born and I can, this kid from day one, like the day that he was born, he has been such a happy human being. He was the easiest baby I've ever seen. And, you know, being much older now, and being around a lot more babies, I realized how lucky I was because Jack was just extremely easy. There was never, and knock on wood, you know, there was never any issues with him. Um, I, I was fortunate that he was a very healthy child. He slept through the night um, with the exception of a few night terrors that he seemed to inherit from me. Uh, but other than just those few night terrors, which were awful and scary, uh, you know, baby toddler Jack, he, he's just exceptional. He was just so easy. And, um, it became really apparent around the time that Jack started speaking that he might be experiencing a version of what I had experienced my whole life. He would talk about a time before he was, before I was pregnant with him, before he was in my belly. He would talk about, you know, before he met me, he knew that he was coming to meet me and uh, just basically people in a life before me in a way that I, it was unexplainable. It wasn't something that we talked to Jack about. We, you know, um, I was so focused on trying to get him to read before he was two years old that, you know, that was pretty much it. I just wanted him to be like this genius scientist as a child. Turns out he's a genius, but I didn't have anything to do with it. That's for sure. It's all him. But he he was just so he would build structures and ships and 
and um, rockets out of anything that he could find. And they would be so what, like such a good model of actual crafts and, and things that it was just unexplainable for a kid of his age to do. He would draw pictures of things that we couldn't explain specifically. And we talked about this in our emails, this pink door that he saw often. Sometimes things would be coming out of the door. He would talk about this door in his room, this pink door. Um, just so many things. Like, it, And it's been so long now. And so it kind of bleeds into the things he says now. But it was just this wisdom that Jack had and this kind of understanding of space and um, just the way that the world, you know, physics and, and, and space and this pink door, he just had this wisdom about it. Like he knew what it was and there was no question about it. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't something he'd seen on TV because we were not, I was like that hippie mom in California that no television, no electronics. Like we were very much outside either hiking or at the beach or we were working on letters and doing vocabulary cards. And I was trying to teach him, you know, multiplication because I was crazy. But um, so he, in same with religion, it was like this knowing of this afterlife or this idea of an afterlife um, without, I, I said, because of the way that I grew up, I was going to leave that up to Jack. I wanted to eventually, at, like around the age that he is now, start opening up, you know, the idea of, theology to him in different religions, but I didn't want to, again, influence him with any of my own ideas or my own experiences. And I wanted him to be able to explore and make his own decisions. And he's always known, you know, I, I lost my dog and we've never, and I had never talked about heaven with Jack at this point. I had never, he did not know death until Zeppelin died. And Jack, I, I tried to see like what his level of understanding of the situation was because I was so messed up over it. And I just said, Jack, do you know what's where Zeppelin's gone? And he gave the biggest smile I've ever seen. And he pointed up and I'm like, no, he's not upstairs. And he's like, no, the sky, mom, the sky. And it was just, it's just an, like I said, it's an unbelievable wisdom that came from him. And he always knew what people were, were feeling underneath it. like. We, you know, we all kind of put on this mask, especially around kids. I think, um, you know, our put our best foot forward, our best face forward. Jack always knew. It didn't matter how good of an actor I was, his dad was, strangers were. He knew if you were upset, if you were mad, he could just feel it coming off of you. And um, he also just so, I mean, he's still to this day at eight, going on nine years old, obsessed with space. I mean, if I took you in his bedroom right now, it's literally the galaxies everywhere. His walls are galaxies. His curtains are galaxies. He's got rockets everywhere, um, planets all over the walls. He's so, and you know, all kids say they want to be an astronaut. Jack, like, it's not just the kid saying he wants to be an astronaut. This kid's already studying books and, you know, doing research into what he needs to know to become an astronaut. And he all day, day in and day out is reading or watching something about space. And if I have an idea or if I, I have my own impression of this is what I think goes on, this is my theory. He's like, no, this is why you're wrong. I know, mom, I know this is what happens. I know that, 
you know, there are other dimensions and I know that life is not over after this life. And, and it's not, I don't know. It's like, it, it, it makes you believe you're like, this kid is so certain about these things and so descriptive and so, um, just adults about the way he goes about explaining it, that you are just like, okay, you're right. I believe you. That's the way that it is. Um, he's just very special. It just became, and, and when he started to say these things and have these experiences, it started to feel more like these things were always about Jack and it's always been about Jack. Um, and I, like I had told you before, Everybody thinks that their kid is special. I just knew that Jack, it's he's what it's all about, that there's something very important that he's going to do. And there's things that Jack knows that I don't think I'll ever understand or anybody will ever understand truly. Um, and I don't know if that was a good recap. I'm really sorry. No, it's, it's it's, there's just so much, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, and I, that's why I said, you know, do the best you can. Uh, no, it was fine. It was a fine recap. And, uh, you know, I, one thing that listening back to the interview today that I didn't remember, there's a lot of things I don't remember, but, uh, Jack had told you that he can move things with his mind and you're, and you said something like, you know, no, you can't. And he's like, no, well not here, but I can do it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that really, um, it got my mind really, really moving because uh, since we've talked, which was like 2019, um, like I've gotten weirder, <laughs> and I, 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 uh, I've, uh, I've stumbled across a lot of new information on different things, and that made my. This was work. a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today.